Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 64 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm going to be talking about what pages you need on your website. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this today is because in the next couple of weeks, every Tuesday, I'm going to be launching a bonus episode talking specifically about some of the most important pages on your website and what I have seen as far as trends, what's working, what isn't, and what you can do to really create a strategic page for your website for each of those. So we're going to be talking about creating a strategic navigation, homepage, about page, portfolio, sales page, and contact page. That's six episodes dedicated specifically to those big pages of your website. But today I wanted to start off by talking about which pages you actually need. So most of us are going to need those six things that I've talked about, but we also might need different things depending on our business and different pieces might need to be included on those pages. So make sure you tune in today and subscribe so that you can get the updates for the bonus episodes that are going to be coming out every Tuesday starting on July 31st. So today I'm going to be talking about why choosing the right pages for your website is important, the goal of your website and how it affects those pages, and creating a journey. So we're going to go over that now, and then I'm going to be talking specifically about the pages you might need for your website, depending on the type of business you have. Let's start off by talking about why choosing the right pages for your website is important. Of course, we know that having a website is an important part of running an online business, whether you are selling a service, a product, whatever it is, having a website is important. It's the one location you control, and it's the first impression a lot of people will have of your business. When people are searching online and looking for your service or product and they find your website, that is going to make an impression. So your website design should reflect your brand's mission, vision, and style as it connects with your dream clients. If you are going to throw everything that you're interested in, every detail of what you do, and every option that somebody has on your website, you overwhelm them. They won't know where to start, what you're best at, or why they should reach out to you in the first place, and they might move on. Instead, we want to keep things simple by choosing only the pages that we need to have and creating guides or other resources for things that can happen away from your website. I have gone to a lot of websites in my day. And while it is important to give people the information that they need in order to make a decision about whether they want to work with you or purchase your product, you don't need to have so many pages on your website that they get overwhelmed. They're not sure where to go or what's important and what isn't. That's why it's your job as the website owner and as a designer, it's my job to help you figure out exactly what it is that you need on your website and especially what it is that you need in your navigation. So we're going to talk specifically about navigation in one of those upcoming bonus episodes, but the reason you need to figure out what pages your website needs is because if you put everything out there, you're going to overwhelm people. 
and it's not great for SEO. You want the things that Google and other search engines are looking at to actually reflect what it is that you're doing. You don't need a bunch of pages that aren't important or that you don't want people seeing because search engines won't know that that's the case. So how do you figure out how to choose these pages and which ones are actually important? And the big thing here is to look at the goal of your website. Before you start the design process, it's important to have a bigger goal for your website. And I talked about this back in a previous episode about setting goals and planning your website, but I'm going to give you an overview here. The goal of your website should support your bigger business goals, and it will help you design in a way that helps your business grow. So if you aren't sure what that goal should be, ask yourself, if my website could do just one thing, what would it be? Whatever that thing is, whatever it is that you want people to do when they land on your website, that is the goal. And there are a couple of very popular goals that I have seen for creative small businesses and entrepreneurs. And so I'm going to talk about those, but each of them will affect the way that you design your website and the pages that you choose differently. So some of the most popular goals are growing an email list. That is a really big one. We talk about how important having an email list is. And now with the GDPR updates that you've probably heard about, the way that you're going to go about this is different because you need to inform people of exactly what they're getting. You can no longer have them sign up for an opt-in and get automatically added to your weekly emails. Instead, you need to sell them on why that email list is going to be valuable for them. Another goal might be sharing content and educating your audience. So a lot of people are big on having a blog or a podcast, and the way that they find their clients is by sharing content, by putting out their expertise and letting people find them and really get to know why it is they are considered an expert in what they do. Another goal might be to book consult calls with your dream clients. So if you are a VA or a coach, maybe you want to talk to those people on the phone or on Skype before you ever sit down and really figure out how you can work together. You want to make sure that you're going to be a good fit. And so the goal of your website is to get people to click on that scheduling tool and book a call with you and actually show up to that call. And so your website is going to be designed not only to get people to book those calls who will be a good fit for you, but then your systems should help make sure that those people actually show up and that the time you've scheduled is worth it. And the fourth goal might be to sell a certain product or a course. If you have a course that you're trying to promote or a product line, you might choose one of those things to really push for because it leads into other things, or you might be selling any product that you have, but that is the goal of your website is to make the sale. So no matter what your goal is, you want to figure that out before you begin designing, and then you need to create a journey for your website visitors. That ultimate goal is going to be something that people aren't going to just do the first time they land on your website. And so you need to create a journey that moves visitors from landing on your homepage or a blog post to getting in contact with you or buying from you. Your website isn't about you. It's about your dream clients. And you need to focus on their pain points, their dreams, and the transformation they get from working with you. And once you know what those things are, you can lay out the information that they need in order to take action. So here you should ask yourself, what steps do your dream clients need in order to take action on whatever goal it is that you have? 
And if you work backwards from that big goal that you have, what is the first step that somebody should take on your website? If they have landed on a certain page of your website, what is the first thing they need to do to start that journey of getting ready to meet your bigger goal? From there, you can choose the action that you want visitors to take on each page based on your goals. And you can do this by creating a single call to action for each page. And this single call to action is going to direct people through your website in a way that makes sense for them. It doesn't make sense most of the time for somebody who lands on your homepage to go straight to buying your $1,000 course. Instead, they need time to get to know you, to see what it is that you are an expert at, to learn how you approach the thing that you're teaching, to see if it would be a good fit for their philosophy. The other thing you want to do is eliminate distractions that take people away from your website. I know that we all want to send people to our social media. We want to grow those numbers. But while social media is a great way to get to know somebody, it's not actually going to help you reach those website goals that you have and your bigger business goals. And so you want to link to your social media very strategically and link to other websites very strategically because you don't want to send everybody who lands on your website away before they get to that goal of buying or getting in contact with you or opting in for your email list. So now that you know how you want people to use your website and the journey that they're going to take, you need to figure out what types of pages you need on your website to make sure that people are getting all the information they need. Some of these pages are going to be needed on every website, and I'm gonna go over those first, and others are going to be specific to your type of business. So let's go over the pages that every website needs. And I would argue that even if you just have a blog, you need these pages because These are things people look for as a standard and it gives them a way to get to know you and to move through your website in a way that makes sense. So the first page that you need is your homepage. And this is the most important page of your website because it's usually the first impression most people have of you. The goal of your homepage is to communicate who you are, what you do, and where a visitor should start on your website and then inspire them to action. Make their decision about what to do next easy and get them into your content as soon as possible. This is also a great place to include an appealing opt-in in case they've already landed on your website or they know right away that you're a good fit. The next page that you need is your about page. And this isn't really about you. It's about your dream client. People are going to check you out before they decide to invest time or money into your business. And so they want to know what you can do for them right now. If you have an online business, whether you're supporting it through a blog or not, you need a solid about page that's easy to find and targeted to your dream client. The next page I think everybody should have is a blog or some way to share content. So this is a lot more than sharing images or talking about your work. It's where you can start to educate your potential clients and give them a behind the scenes peek into what you do. Depending on the work that you do, your blog might talk about different things. It could be how you created a product, or it could be an extension of your portfolio, but blogs and other content like that are great ways to increase your SEO, to really share what it is that you do, to get found on social media because you have something to talk about, something to promote, and a way to show that you are an expert beyond just a homepage and an about page. And the fourth page that everybody needs on their website is a contact page. Getting people to contact you should be the ultimate goal of your website if you have some kind of a service, so it's important that your contact page sets you up for success. 
And of course, I'm going to be talking more about these pages in the upcoming bonus episodes, so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast to get those. Do you know what your dream clients see when they come to your website? The only way to figure out how your dream clients are using your website and what makes them leave is to ask them. I've created a special UX test guide that you can get at lemonintheseacom slash UX test. Inside, you'll learn how to structure a user experience test to get the best results, 18 questions to help you really see your website through their eyes, and my favorite way to find dream clients to help you. You need to look at every stage of your client's journey from landing on your website to completing the final goal through their eyes so that you know what to change right now to start converting more visitors into clients. Get the guide at lemonintheseacom slash UX test. So now that you know the pages that you should have no matter what type of website you own, I'm going to talk about the pages that you would need depending on your different services. So if these apply to you, then you're going to want to pay attention to that section. But if it doesn't, you can either fast forward or just listen through it so that you get some kind of an idea of what other websites might have. The first is a really popular one online, and this is if you sell services and informational products. So if you have a service and then you also sell informational products like downloads or a course. So in addition to those four important pages, you're also going to need a couple more. Number one, you need a services page. And this is probably going to be your most content heavy page because you want to share a lot of information. But you can improve the design by removing distractions, such as a call to action in your banner image, breaking up your content into smaller chunks, and making it easy for people to get in touch with you. This is going to talk about the services that you offer. The next page, your product page, is going to talk about the product or course that you sell. If you sell multiple products, you should have a page where visitors can easily find them all in one place. And that can be organized by category, such as topic, type of offer, or who the product is for. And then you can also have specific pages for those individual products where you highlight the benefits that your clients will receive. You can also have a testimonials page. So this is where you would house your testimonials, press, or featured posts. You can show any awards that you've won that are relevant to your clients. And you can either do this on a separate page, but they should also be included throughout your website. So if you have enough testimonials, you should create a separate page. But if you only have a couple, make sure that they're on pages throughout your website because that is really going to help you reach your dream client and show that you are an expert and that you can be trusted. And then the fourth thing here is that you can have a sales page for each of your services or higher priced products like courses. And this would take the place of your product and testimonials pages because they would be included here. But this is for things that really need a lot of explanation like a big course that somebody's going to buy because you want to make sure that they understand what they're getting before they invest. So that is if you sell services and informational products. If you just sell a service where the service itself is the product, then you're going to need some of those same pages, the services where you're going to talk about what it is that you do and how people can benefit, testimonials where you're showcasing what people are saying about you and where you've been featured, and a sales page. Again, you can make this a separate page for your big in-depth service or something that people need more information about. So it's very similar to the first category, except you don't have a course or digital downloads to sell, and so you don't need to showcase those things. My next category is if you sell services that have a visual product. So this is for photographers or designers. 
In addition to those services and testimonials and possible sales pages, you also need a portfolio. And this is a great way to show off what you do and to connect with your dream client. It's important that you use this page to show off the type of work you want to be known for. Not every project needs to be included here. And if you have a lot of items to share, consider creating sections based on style or event type or some kind of category so that visitors can easily find what they're looking for and what resonates with them. Okay, now that we have talked about all the different types of service providers that there are and the pages you might need, I'm going to move into things that are a little bit different. So if you sell products in an online shop, you don't sell in a store, you just sell them online, you're going to need a couple of pages in addition to those first four. So you need your product pages, right? For ease of shopping and SEO, you need a separate page for each product that you sell. This is where visitors can learn more about the product, look at the available options, read reviews, see any tips for using it, and actually add it to their cart. Then, if you have a lot of products, I recommend that you have some kind of a collections page. So you should have pages where visitors can easily find products by type or some kind of category. You need to organize this in a way that makes sense for your visitors and makes it easy for them to buy. So you can set this up so that all of your t-shirts are on the same page or all of your candles are on the same page, but you just want to make sure this is organized and easy for people to search through and really narrow in on what it is that you sell and where they should be looking so they're not having to look at every single product that's available if they know where they want to start. For online shops, you're also going to need a policies page. And this is different from your website policies because this is where you're going to tell people what to expect once they purchase. You need to include information about returns, exchanges, shipping, delivery times, and anything else that they need to know specifically about purchasing a product from you and how that's going to work. And then finally, you might want an FAQ page. So you can use this page to address any concerns that customers might have that prevent them from purchasing. If you have a page dedicated to this, you can save yourself time answering questions and make them feel more comfortable that you're an expert at your product. So this might include things that are also listed on your policies page, like how long it might take to ship something, but you can also talk about how things are made or why you choose to do things the way that you do. Now, if you sell things locally, so you have a storefront somewhere, your website is going to be a little bit different because you are going to need a page that talks about your location. So in addition to your address, you should include any information about how to get to your location with maps, tips for parking, hours that you're open, holiday specials, all of that kind of stuff. If you host events or specials, you might want to include a calendar that has all of that information in one place. And then you want to include information about your menu or your offer or your products so that people know what to expect before they visit your location. If you sell something, you want to make sure that this is up to date and give an overview of the types of things that you carry. If you're a restaurant, make sure that your menu is up to date. And if you offer services, let people know the value that you bring and why they should come to visit you. If you want to list prices here, make sure you're focusing on the benefits of your service or your product and to reduce the probability that people are just going to be shopping around for price. You want to sell them on the transformation that they get, the benefits of the thing that you sell instead of just having them buy from you because you're local. And the last category here is if your blog is your main website. 
a lot of people have blogs and this is the main thing that they really sell. They're not selling a service or a product per se, but they are blogging for content and they might have affiliate links. And while you might be wondering if you should have that home and about page, I argue that you should because those pages are going to be important as your business grows and it gives people a place to really start on your website to figure out what you're about. In addition to those pages, you also need to make sure that you have your blog, obviously, and then you're going to need a couple of things. I recommend that you have some category pages to make it easy for visitors to search the content you've created by setting up pages for each category of posts. And you should have a search feature that's easy to use and looks at the content of the post, not just the title. You may also want a sidebar. And while this is not a separate page, it's a great thing for you to design to include important information in one place that can be seen on every blog post that you have. And you want a way for people to share your website. So you make it easier for visitors to share your posts on social media and help you to build traffic and gain authority. So you at least need the ability to share a post to Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and email. We don't really share posts like this on Instagram, but you can include information about how somebody can get in touch with you on Instagram or tag you if they want to really let you know that they've enjoyed something. I know that this was a ton of information, but if you want to look more at which pages you need for your specific type of website, make sure you check out the show notes. I'm going to have all of this listed there. And finally, I'm going to talk about the pages you might need but may have forgotten about. So we haven't touched on these yet, but these are pages that you probably need on your website, but you might not have thought of. So the first one here is your terms and conditions and privacy policy. As a business, you are legally required to have terms and conditions and a privacy policy on your website, especially if you're selling services, products, or collecting email addresses. Not doing so can equal big potential trouble like stolen content or hefty fines. And with the GDPR that is now in place, you have to make sure that you address specific things. Of course, I am not a lawyer, but I can recommend the contract shop from Christina Scalera. She has some great privacy policy and terms and conditions templates that you can use, but you can also find them from other people. And it's a great way to get that information and have it in a template. I know that that costs extra money and I always have to, to make sure my clients do this, but it's really important for your website. The next page you might not have thought of is a thank you page. So this is the page that visitors will be directed to after they opt in for something on a, your website or submit a form. And this is a great place to include a small offer for sale or to collect information about a visitor's pain points. So my thank you page actually has a really short form where people can let me know their name, their website, and what it is that they are struggling with. And if they fill that out, then I'll record a video or send them an email with some tips and tricks that I have for them. You may also want to have a short sales page for each opt-in. So if you have multiple opt-ins, it might be helpful to have a short page where you explain what the opt-in is, who it's for, and the benefits of downloading it. This helps to sell your freebie and it also helps you keep track of where people are joining your email list from. You can have one of these for your email list specifically as well now that we are having to sell the benefits of actually joining to get those emails on a regular basis. Another page you might need is if you have a membership area of your site, you're going to need some kind of login screen where people can type in their username and password, and this should be designed to fit the rest of your website. So make sure you think about that when you are designing. 
And finally, you want a 404 page that's customized to fit your dream clients and your website design. So when a visitor clicks on a page that no longer exists, they're directed to a 404 page. And generally, the generic copy here says, I'm sorry, we can't find the page that you're looking for, but you want to customize it. So it includes your voice and maybe some popular options that visitors might be interested in and a way to take action towards your goal. Don't let them just get lost on your website and go somewhere else. Use this page strategically to give them something else that they might do. All right, so to wrap up, here are some action steps that you can take if you haven't already. So number one is if you haven't already, choose three goals that you have for your website. Your number one goal and then two others that you want people to take action on if they are not ready for that big goal. Number two, write down the journey that a visitor takes from first landing on your website to taking action on your goal. And then number three, list any pages that you're missing that we've talked about and need to add to your website so that you can add them to your to-do list. I hope this episode was helpful. I know that there is a lot that goes into choosing the pages for your website, but I want you to remember that you can keep it simple. There are some pages that you need in order to help your dream clients be ready to hire you, but you don't need every page of your website to have tons of content or for you to have a million pages because you think you need everything on your website. Instead, be strategic about what you include, And make sure you tune in for the bonus episodes where I'm going to be walking through how you can design each of those big pages in a way that makes sense for your dream clients and your business and really help you to lay them out and take action on this episode. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 